0: See the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play I can see the demon in you doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit, fuck this shit. Everybody say fuck this shit. Everybody say fuck. Fuck this shit, fuck, fuck, fuck this shit, fuck this. What's going shit, down? Fuck Welcome fuck back. the fuck this shit podcast i am your host dre once again we start the podcast the same way every single week thank you for taking the time to listen and for the first time maybe y'all if i can get this shit together maybe thank you for taking the time out to watch because for once i told y'all i was gonna get the video set up it's rolling i got the camera on we got the lights on you know what i'm saying the fts sign is booming you know what I'm saying? I don't know how it's gonna turn out. Do I know how to edit videos? Fuck no. You know what I'm saying? Do I know? Do I know the perfect way to do all this? Absolutely not. But you know what? We ain't here like swimwear. Do I? Do I know how much I should look at the camera? No. Do I feel? Is this take five of the intro to the podcast that I've done well over a hundred times at this point? Yes, it is. One hundred and ten percent. All of these things are true. So, but you know what, fuck it, we going for it, we lie, baby. You know what I'm saying? Imagine the conversation we was having last week about not knowing how to dress, and then you got to not know how to dress in front of everybody, but I feel like I don't even give a fuck no more. I actually feel kind of fly right now. Y'all can't see my whole fit, you know what I'm saying? But I, you know what I'm saying, my my shit is kid tested, uh, father approved, you know what I'm saying? I asked my daughter to check my fit. She said I will fly today, so, you know. Unlike the other day on my birthday when I stepped out and I'm like, Bree, how do a nigga look? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I would wear that shirt with that. And I'm like, oh, bro. I'm like about to walk out the door right now. So you just going to crush me right before I walk out? Just going to smash my confidence like this? It is what it is. Whatever. Uh, Anyway, um... We skip the step as always. If you're not already following the social media platforms, please go ahead and do so. Facebook, we are FTS Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter and Reddit. We at Fuck This Shit Pod. I said something on my personal Facebook the other day that I'm almost exclusively going to the podcast social medias. It's my social media presence. I'm like, no more personal me. We all FTS Podcasts all the time from now on. I'm trying to be... I'm locked in, y'all. That's what I'm saying. That's why That's why we on camera, baby. You know, because we locked in. So, yeah, make sure you tune in to all of the fucking social media platforms. Make sure you follow following on your listening platform so you get notifications of new episodes because I drop new shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? And if you, really, if you really love me, you could chip in for $4.99 a month. Be a super subscriber who gets all the love. They get all my love and joy. I just want to just hug all up on them. That's how I want to do my subscribers because I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? The subscribers are the reason for the sign. You know what I'm saying? All of this, all of this that you see, the subscribers that $5.99 a month did this. You could be a part of this. We could be in a studio, play a plush. If we get enough of y'all, buy a house in Mexico or some shit like that, y'all never know what we're capable of. we a team, a family, a community. So, you know. Four ninety nine, you could jump in on the subscriptions. I appreciate y'all, and I always love y'all for that. Um, and the dopest free shit that you could do for a nigga, you could leave a review, five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You know, you if you don't want to say nothing, you don't have to. But if you do say something on a on a little five star review, I'll read it out on the podcast. You know, let everybody else hear it. Get some momentum. Um, as always, if you listen on Spotify or Anchor, you can drop a comment under uh the episode and i will read the comment on the next episode type shit you can leave comments under each episode and they will be read aloud on the following episode type shit (laughs) um this week we actually got our first comment on a on a old episode and i knew who it was already i already knew who it was and i knew what it was about and she called me and told me like oh you didn't see my little comment because it's from my mama who left the comment i'ma pin it hold on yeah now y'all can see it too but the comment says if you get a grill give me my three thousand dollars back for them straight pretty ass teeth you got hashtag hating ass mom first of all you know you a number one hater when you reach out it out of all the times you could have left a comment you could have left some feedback you wait till this one time to crush your nigga dreams to say something because that's what you would all I'm saying is, yeah, I got straight teeth and all of that, but if them things was glistening, if them things was shining, you know I'd be crushing. Why is she hating? Why is she hating? It is what it is. That shit, motherfucking Keys hit me on uh, Twitter talking about, I thought she was talking about a charcoal grill the whole time with my fat ass. So I'm like, bro, if you don't go to hell, <laughs> Like this nigga think I'm having a midlife crisis over. uh, Think I'm having a midlife crisis over damn um, a charcoal grill. I have been having charcoal grills. I'm gone. One thing a nigga gonna do is cook. Come on now, don't disrespect me. Fucking Haley, reach out. She talking about she feel me on the clothes shit. Then she gonna tell me it's called a quarter life crisis. I had to hit her back. I said no, 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 because you you operating. Under the under the assumption that we gonna like die at ninety from old age, but we gonna die at sixty from climate change, baby. This is midlife for us. Like it's about it's about to wrap on America unless you got Mars money. This nigga Elon Musk about to buy Twitter, bro. He about to buy the whole Twitter and take Twitter to Mars. And if you don't want, you ain't even gonna be able to tweet if you ain't got Mars money. And motherfucker, bro, we ain't, I ain't rich enough. Y'all ain't Y'all ain't listen thank you to everyone who does subscribe but y'all ain't subscribing at a fast enough pace to get a nigga off the planet that's what i know we gonna be here when the whole shit melts or or uh goes into or or burns up or whatever it's gonna do whatever climate change does in your region i'm gonna be here for it and i'm gonna die because of it more than likely so quarter life crisis i had that in high school you know i had my quarter life crisis when i was like 16 17 because i'm telling y'all to 2050 Twenty fifty gonna be a hot one. It's already hot, bruh. But anyway, yeah, it's just <laughs> that's funny, my mom left that hate nice comment. But it did it it left me with room for real nigga story time. I wasn't sure where I was gonna go with this or how I was gonna like you know, you know, I didn't know what I would do, but yeah. I know exactly what I want to talk about, so we'll be right back. Real nigga story time. Real nigga story time. All right, so for this segment of real nigga story time, I've got to be honest with y'all. I don't know that there's really a real nigga foot. Um, it's really just a story. A story about me wasting money because my mom told me a story about her feeling like she would have wasted money if I decided to uh, get a grill so okay first off let's take back my own dental history just a little bit just for the sake of you know so we can talk about a real nigga because the story is about Brienne and this story she's not a real nigga she's a bum I'm gonna tell y'all why just wait just wait so, let's take it back to myself. Um, when I was like four or five, I knocked out my two front teeth. And I don't know if you know, but your two front teeth, your permanent teeth for your two front teeth don't come in for quite a while. Like you're like eight or nine, maybe. So, I'm I'm running around suffering succotash for a cool couple years of my life. There's lots of pictures of me, tongue all in between my teeth, just, you know, no two front teeth. Um, and... You know, whatever. And I used to suck my fingers, so I had buck teeth. You know what I'm saying? So, like, once they came in, it was just a bad look. Like, life was just not on the dental front, life wasn't here. So, by the time I get 13, 14, I had to get braces, which is cool. Like, I'm not tripping on braces, you know. My mom, she's talking about paying a little three bands to get my braces. I wear my shits for the time I'm supposed to wear them. Uh, I ain't really have no real setbacks. I mean, now, I was doing little shit. You know, I'm eating candy. I'm not supposed to be eating and breaking brackets and little shit like that in between and all of that. But by and large, my experience with braces was like, I feel like, pretty average. I will say that bruh braces are uncomfortable. And I know you're like, duh, but I mean, everything about the process of braces is just hell. You go and you get them and they hurt. Then then the wires are all poking you in the back of the jaw. And then you go and you tell the the orthodontist and they're like, oh, we could try and cut some of this wire down. And they trying to stick this motherfucking wire, cut it. Like... The thing about the dentist that fucks me up is why is the dentist using toolbox tools? Why is this shit that they putting in my mouth stuff that why do I know what that is in your hand? This is this should be a surgical instrument that you put in my mouth. I shouldn't be looking at what's in your hand like those are wire cutters and you trying to shove them back. You trying to get back in the back of my shits. You know what I'm saying? Like when you done ate some uh, what's like you done ate a Butterfinger or something. You trying to get back in the back of your shit trying to and then you just gone all in the bruh just to trim a little wire down y'all ain't got no better technology than that at this point it's 2000 and i mean now 2022 but i was watching my daughter get her braces a few years ago and it's the same shit they over there sticking like the fucking dentist if the dentist was the doctor you wouldn't even damn go because the dentist pulled their tools out from underneath the goddamn bed like like a toolbox it's like uh, yeah, yeah. slam it on the table. What you need is start sticking shit in your motherfucking mouth. though. prehistoric ass methods, nigga. Y'all ain't got no kind of innovation in your shit. Clearly, your field is no no real curve for innovation. Y'all are just get her done, ass niggas. Fucking dentist. Hell no. Nah. Dennis Fuck a dentist, bro. Orthodontist, whatever. Dentist, took a whole drill in him. Anyway anyway, so, (laughs) so, fuck them, then, hold on, actually, a little bit more about the, the, the shit, bullshit about having braces, then they give you that wax, they like, oh, if it's, it's getting on you, put the wax on the end of it, then that motherfucking wax don't do shit, you trying to, Hell no, nah, bro. You can't eat nothing good. No starburst, no skin, nothing sticky. You're not supposed to chew gum. You're not supposed to do that. then they give you this little thing that you're supposed to thread in between your teeth and you're like, ain't no teenager doing all of that shit. But whatever. So I get my braces taken off and they put one of those permanent retainers uh at the bottom on my bottom row of teeth. Like cemented to the bottom. But And I don't know if this is regular. I don't know if this is just, I'm about to have y'all in y'all car looking stupid, just so you know. I don't know if everyone is different in regards to this because you can't see it in other people. But for me, when I'm not talking, my tongue just rests on the back of my bottom row of teeth. Like anytime I'm not talking, that's where my tongue rests. I don't know if that's, I don't know if everybody's tongue does that. I don't, I don't know. But for me, it does. So when they put that little retainer and cemented it on the back of my shit, it like hurt. It didn't hurt, but it was like irritating. I was always like cutting my tongue up on it a little bit. And it was just so frustrating that one day I just broke it off. And I think I might have told y'all this on the very last episode when I was telling you about the grill. Because I tell y'all that the reason why I wasn't sure about the grill is because I got the one crooked tooth. Yeah, I did tell you whatever getting to be an old man i guess anyway so that's like my little i didn't do right with my teeth thing. but this is actually not about me this is about brie this is about brie and her orthodontics because brie pretty much has the same issue growing up she didn't knock out her front two teeth but she's a finger sucker teeth get all fucked up when she's young so we like we gotta give her braces she has to get braces for all this time but brie was supposed to be wearing headgear they was like, you need to wear your headgear every night, blah, 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 blah. We like, bet. Whole summer goes by. Brie ain't wore the shit once. She ain't wearing the headgear. She ain't doing what she's supposed to do. So she has to get her braces extended a full another year. And this is one of those things where it's just like bullshit how people fall through. Like, this story frustrates me so much because. So Bree was lit. this is when, when Brie moves to Houston. So she was almost done with her braces. She's at the end of her care pretty much with her braces. She needs a couple more appointments and she'll be done. Then she gets extended the little year or whatever. But when she moves here, she's got dental insurance, all this other stuff or whatever. She goes to the orthodontist. They try and file a claim on her dental insurance down here. And they're like, well, her teeth aren't fucked up enough for us to pay for any of that. So, because she switched states and the medical systems are different, her insurance doesn't carry over. So, basically, she has to go to a whole new motherfucking like like she has to start a whole new program basically so i had to pay 3000 fucking dollars out of pocket for one year of braces y'all no insurance like insurance won't cover none of that shit i almost I, I almost went to pull her teeth out of her face y'all do not even understand i'm like all of this because you didn't wear the fucking headgear bro like you didn't even have to wear it during the day it's not like it's Fucking the 70s, and you had to wear it to school, and everybody had to know we was making you take it to sleepovers and shit. God damn. <sighs> that just, I don't even know. I really feel like this story didn't even belong in real nigga story time. This was just a moment for me to tell y'all how much I hate going to the orthodontist. You know what I'm saying? And how braces suck dick. And also how Brie cost me money Because she likes to cost me money bruh That's the thing about daughters They say like oh if you have daughters That's because it's some blah 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 Like they want to be like some subliminal shit about your past Nah fuck that bro These daughters are just here to spend up your money And make you bald I wasn't bald before I had Brie I just want y'all to think about that So I mean you know whatever Um Today, man, I, I, this episode is gonna be about uh, a lot about old boy Frank James, about that New York subway shooter. Um, I thought that that situation was crazy, and it's gonna be some crazy shit that comes of it. And goddamn I want to talk about it. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> y'all so i'm sure you've seen the news by now that thursday yesterday at this point um a man walked into a subway station his name is frank james i think his name is frank james let me pull that shit up to make sure yeah frank james 62 year old black man um and we'll go into more, I'll talk more about him a little bit later. But uh, basically, pulls up to the subway, hops in the car. As the news reported it initially, and we'll talk about this, throws out two smoke grenades. Pulls out a pistol with some extended clips and starts shooting up the, the subway. Injures 33, 34 people, but somehow doesn't kill anybody. Um, And then he kind of gets out throughout the shuffle, throughout the, you know, he he hides in the crowd type shit and then ducks into another car and gets away. But, he, they catch him a few days later. I, it's like, I almost don't, when you tell a story, okay, okay, so, so, he drop. what happens is, he shoots the place up, drops the bag with all his shit in it, runs out, then, a few days later, Turns himself in. Like, he calls Crime Stoppers for the police to come, to come get him. And that's how they find him, more or less. There's a little bit more to that, but then they start going and finding, okay, look, it's just, it makes my head hurt. It's so many layers to this that just don't make sense, and I'm just trying to, like, piece them together one by one. So, okay. Okay. First of all, let's give a little bit of background to this man. He is, I I guess the best way to describe him would be like a black extremist incel type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? He's real. So, okay, where a lot of these things start, in my opinion, at least how they get, uh, uh, how they get kind of, kind of i really can't think of a word that i'm looking for right now the the space where most of these things are because i feel like even when you talk to someone who has like a cold some of the things that they say will be true like they'll actually be rooted in fact they will be almost common sense things that are denied by society right so for example if you talk to one of the people who's like super into like if you talk to a motherfucker who's like actually in like a religious type cult or whatever they might say some shit like oh you know dairy milk isn't really as good for you as you think it is because blah 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 and dairy milk's really not that good for you like it isn't you could look it up dairy milk's not amazingly good for you or even if you like but then the more you start to talk to them the more shit that they'll start to tell you it'll be like okay my nigga I think maybe you taking it a step too far you know what i'm saying be like and that's why the lipton iced tea really is a method of brain control and you like whoa whoa so what you were saying about the milk or or no even better the coke got dead babies in it because they say that they're like coke is made with baby fetuses so it's like okay wait wait so you started with milk is bad which is okay it's cow pus like it's made for baby cows not for people that's true and you're like yeah but then then after you have you know when after you have the abortion they take the baby send it to the Coca-Cola plant and then Coca-Cola grinds it up and that's why if you ever seen the amniotic sac it's perfectly that Coca-Cola brown because that's how they use it without having to spend their money on artificial food dyes that's how that's how it go so when i say that talking about Frank James his uh version of milk is bad for you is Uh, America is a white supremacist nation built on oppressing black and brown people that's really on its surface completely factual there's actually nothing untrue about any of that and it's crazy because people will try and use his, his actions and how extreme he took it and the other things that he believed to make it seem like and that's why we have to be careful about people are talking about these kind of things like no 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 don't don't try and group me together with this crazy ass nigga so that you don't have to address my problems America is a white supremacist nation built on oppressing black and brown people it always has been that most of its systems still like operate in that fashion on a pretty consistent and effective basis unfortunately so you're not going to gaslight me into, you know what I'm saying, not saying shit like that because this crazy motherfucker went up and shot up a subway, right? Um, Because a lot of the other videos he has, like, you'll see some of them and it'll be like, it's one where he talking about, fuck this black bitch who got the nerves to not fuck with him. And that's why she could die, and da, da 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 da. And there's other videos, there's all kinds of videos you could pull up a homie where he's talking about real wild shit, like motherfuckers need to die and all this other stuff. But it all kind of starts with this, from this, like, almost black power mind frame where he's like, yeah, but the reason why it's like this is because they don't give a fuck about black people. But here's the thing. There's another thing that he be doing in them videos that let me know that he a crazy motherfucker, but he also the type of nigga who know when he being too wild. Because like even in the video, he says all the wild shit about fuck this black bitch, da da da. da. He like, oh y'all know I got PTSD to be flaring up. Like, oh no, don't don't be oh my PTSD flared up. Like, no, nah, nigga, you a crazy motherfucker. Just be that. Like it is I mean, not it is what it is, but I mean it is though. So I don't know. Um, yeah, that's just me on my on my shit. But so off top, there's all these right wing like, when I was looking it up, Keys actually told me to look into it. I meant to look into it and have forgot. And this is why I be telling y'all to fuck with me on the feedback and shit, cause we would have had a whole episode if we missed out on the biggest topic in the country because I forgot about it. Cause I work hard i work so that's why i can understand why people don't care about some of this shit in the world because if you really out here working trying to get it you don't even have time to give a fuck about frank james as long as you went on that subway you gonna have to go to work tomorrow so but anyway so my is like i said I, I, i'm looking into it more whatever and as i'm looking into it on twitter all i'm seeing is people being like oh Uh, how long before these media outlets uh, acknowledged that Frank James was a black extremist and how long until they stopped the narrative that white extremists or white supremacists are the problem in this nation and blah, 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 blah and all this other shit. And what I don't understand what y'all don't understand about a pattern of behavior. What is so difficult to understand about a pattern of behavior and how you can't really make equal value judgments against an isolated instance versus a pattern of behavior? So let me give you an example, right? If I wanted to say that firefighters murder black people, that would be a hot fucking take, right? And I'm sure that over the course of American history, a firefighter has in fact murdered a black person because America is a white supremacist nation built on the oppression of black and brown people. So anybody could get away with murdering a black or brown person in the line of duty for any reason. You can be like, oh, well, I seen a nigga in a burning house and I pushed his ass in a fire. I don't know what the speculation on firefighter and negro murder is, but what I'm saying is I would be sure you could find instances where firefighters murdered black people. But you'd have to find those instances because they are, in fact, instances. However, if I was to say, I don't know, let's just pull another random professional out of the hat and say, police kill black people. Now you're talking about a pattern of behavior. It's a little bit different because I don't have to find that one time when that one cop killed that one black. You know what I'm saying? I could be like, oh, well, let me get on Google and see black man killed by police today, and I bet you something will pop up, and like, by chance, something doesn't pop up for today, definitely yesterday, you know what I'm saying, definitely yesterday, you're not going to get more than 48 hours in America without a black man killed by police, because the black men have, uh, sorry, the black men have a pattern, the police have a pattern of murdering black men, and that is the same basic concept of absolutely Frank James' went out here on this faux terror attack. Because I have a lot of, I don't think it was fake, but let me tell you, this one is right for the conspiracy pickings. I know that for sure. As soon as I started reading all the details of this story, I was just thinking to myself, this is the most unprepared terrorist in the history of terrorism. This nigga was not, he he's, uh, wait, The whole point about what I'm saying before is that this nigga did carry out this harebrained scheme (laughs) at this point. Because, like, how you shoot, how you got a gun inside a subway and can't kill nobody? I'm not saying, I'm, listen, thank God nobody was hurt. But the odds, what are the odds? What are the odds you inside a subway car with a gun and you hurt thirty people. You fire off forty fucking rounds in this bitch, and you don't kill a soul. Okay. uh Okay. They're gonna make a left behind book about this incident. It's an angel on that subway that was taking them bullets, nigga. Gabriel got blasted up in that bitch. Gabriel's like, ah, 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 ah. nigga, if all these people alive, Gabriels in that bitch looking like Queen Latifah, I'll set it off on God. But, whatever. They gonna point to this one incident and say, see, white supremacy isn't the problem when the last 35 serial of mass murders in a row have been Dylan Roof's. You know what I'm saying? Whole ass white supremacists with the Confederate flag draped all over their social media and all this other shit. I, it's Extremism as a whole is where most terror attacks come from right so the fact that a black extremist committed one isn't crazy I mean it was like bound to happen at some point you know it actually in a weird way it's kind of crazy it doesn't happen more often because you know the black supremacists have a little bit more of a point I mean I'm just being honest the white the the white supremacists are poor white people operating under the premise that black people are the reason that they poor more often than not that's really what's going on there It's like we got to get rid of all of these non-whites because they're the reason why our communities are suffering and why we don't have enough to go around because of scarcity mindset when black supremacists are frustrated with years of oppression because white because America is a white supremacist nation that's built on the oppression of black and brown people. It'll be like they take it way, way, way too motherfucking far, and then they start talking about the real Jews are black and all this other stuff. And I don't really get into that because I don't really care what the real Jews are. And I don't really, I don't really care about all that. You know what I'm saying? But but the entry point to like the shit that they be on is a valid place, and it comes from like an anger and lack of resources, a scarcity mindset as well. But it's more directed towards structures to people anyway more often than not and in this particular instance this nigga seemed to hate he he seemed like a kill whitey ass nigga i feel like the black community has known that there's kill whitey ass niggas out here um the thing about being a nigga is that you know if you decide to kill whitey whitey's gonna kill you back so i feel like we just don't do it if you white you feel like you get away with it maybe i don't know but what i do know is that statistically speaking. If there's a hundred more mass shootings. It's only gonna be two or three more Frank James's. It's gonna be a bunch more Dylan Roos. Here in America, that's just the way it fucking works. So you could try and make you could try and make it any other way if that makes you feel better. But you full of shit and you are wrong. So there it is. Um more on Frank James. And why I, okay, so yeah, I I heard me call him bootleg criminal. A bootleg faux terrorist faux black supremacists first of all y'all heard me damn near put the air quotes around they found he he threw two smoke grenades because they showed the picture of that nigga's bag those were cherry bombs nigga that motherfucker went and got smoke bombs from the fourth of july stand fireworks from the fourth of july fireworks stand and threw fireworks in the ground so the niggas couldn't see he was my nigga was sitting, he you could t- you know my nigga had problems. Because he was sitting there and he like, How am I gonna make my master plan unfold? He's like, Oh, I need I need a diversion. Hit the fireworks then. I already know what it is. Me and my little cousins, we threw these little smoke bombs. They really that's really a lot of smoke, and it's cost effective when you want a budget for your terrorism spree. So my nigga go buy the shit. Ch- and that's why I say, what kind of black supremacist goes on America's birthday? Yeah, my nigga had to go on America's birthday to get these these things to pull it up to the fire supply store, looking at all these American flag white people and shit like that. That was your chance, nigga, if you was really about that life. But you're not. You're not. You're a fake terrorist. You're a fake terrorist. And you suck at it, to be frank. To be frank. No, no uh, pun intended. To be frank, Frank. You are not good terrorists. Your plotting and execution is horrible. I'm glad it was because I'm, I ain't want more niggas to die or nothing like that. But these white folks on Twitter is trying to convince me that the conversation needs to be centered around the fact that black extremists may be a threat to America as well. All extremism is a threat to America as well. I would rather the conversation be about the fact that you suck as a terrorist because clearly you don't know what the fuck you doing. The homie called you a master. He, what did he call this nigga? He called, what the Keys put on that motherfucker? That nigga said, this man is the non-master of disguise, bro. <laughs> he done put on the whole uh, fucking construction suit, got the U-Haul van, walked in, walked in all on camera, all loud and obvious, shoot the motherfucking shit up, and then leave all your identifying information on the motherfucking train. My nigga left his IDs, debit card, the guns, everything. He dropped everything. My nigga dropped. Hey, you ever see the uh you ever see the episode of uh, Boondocks where Gang Salicious is shooting the gun? That nigga shot the gun like Gang solicious Where gang he starts shooting it and then he drops it. And right like, you dropped the damn gun. I'ma t- listen. That is Frank James, bruh. Just blundering it like you know this nigga is a blundering idiot. You know everything he do. He one of the niggas who get a job and just be fucking up from the moment he get there. You don't even understand how this nigga did that shit wrong, bro. Like, how you pour water in the french fry grease, bro? You Get your ass out of here. My nigga could not choose a life of regular employment, so my nigga chose a life of crime and couldn't even crime right. Anyway. So, there's all of that shit, right? Then they like oh we're gonna go on a manhunt for this nigga whatever whatever my man goes to mcdonald's calls crime stoppers says i'm at mcdonald's i think y'all looking for me it takes the police so long to get there that my nigga leave then the police is over here trying to figure out who it is through all these other people while random niggas in the crowd is also like it's him right there type shit bruh like the police are so fucking worthless bruh them niggas, and then talking about, oh, we were, we managed through diligent police efforts, we managed to find him in under uh, fucking uh, 48 hours, blah, 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 blah. Nigga, you didn't find him. You did not find him. He told on himself. He's been telling on himself the whole time. My nigga, it was his gun. He bought that gun at the stove. That nigga, uh, bruh. You, you and then tried to file the serial numbers off. And when they didn't come off, he was like, fuck it. I'm to still just use the bitch. That's all I got. And my man had a YouTube channel with mass subscribers. And to be honest with y'all, that's why I turned the camera on today for the podcast. Because if Frank James got niggas subscribing and he getting a following, it ain't no way in hell that your boy shouldn't be doing numbers on YouTube. That's all I'm saying. How is this nigga? How is America's worst terrorist? Got more subscribers than nigga. We got this, something has to be done about that, y'all. There's something gotta be done about that. Cause I'm not gonna be out here saying crazy ass shit like Frank James was saying. But you know, we deserve some shine up in this motherfucker. That's what I know. But what I'm telling y'all, real talk, I already know that the conspiracy theories around this one is is about to go left. This, I've already seen tweets. Oh, he was on the FBI watch list, and then they took him off. Um, They didn't ban his channels. They should have been banned his channels and flagged his shit. The, he's a plant. He's an FBI plant. And listen, y'all, I'm here for him. Nobody died. I, I'm, I I operate by a different creed. I operate by a different creed than people may think. If niggas died, like Sandy Hook shit, that's not cute to me. Like, a nigga ran up in the school and started shooting up kids. Like, I'm not here for no conspiracies about that. Niggas died. But this subway shit, no one's dead, y'all. Niggas got shot up. Niggas is traumatized, I'm sure. But, I mean, fuck it. Niggas, niggas get traumatized every day, B. Niggas live through trauma every day. It builds character. Y'all niggas gonna be able to write books and shit. If you a nigga who was on that subway, you're going to be able to get some pussy off of that. If you flip it the right way, you're going to be able to get some bitches off of this. So don't even, don't be trying to just play the victim with me. Like I think that it's no benefits to your little situation because whatever it is. And I'm here for any conspiracy theories of saying that y'all was a part of a government plot to get our minds off of the big picture or whatever the fuck niggas is going to say. Niggas is going to say something. Bruh, my man tried to commit a terror plot. The gun with with fireworks store smoke bombs. A gun that jammed, left his identifying information. <laughs> and then told on himself. And then told on himself. He didn't even let them catch him. They put his name out there. He was like, man, fuck it. I'm going to get this last little cheeseburger in and that'll be it for me. That's what I want to know. What did the man order? Did he go to the R. Kelly che- McDonald's? Did he go to R. Kelly's favorite McDonald's? Oh, no, because it was in New York, not Chicago. Is that why? Because he seemed like the type of nigga who would be like, y'all tripping on R. Kelly. Maybe it was like an ode to Robert. I'm going to spend my last free meal at McDonald's checking out the young hoes. I don't know what the fuck this old nigga was on. I know he can't shoot. I know he. I know he can't shoot. I know he can't plan. You know. And I'm just refusing to. You're not gonna tell me that this nigga. It, it's, <laughs> they was on there calling this man pure evil. Like the uh, whoever would do something like this is just a man who is just pure evil. And I'm just like, nobody even died, bro. Like, I know he tried. I know. He clearly was trying to kill these people. But, I mean, when these white boys do shit, they be really waiting to see. They be really giving a lot of benefit of the doubt. That's all I'm saying. I think that Kyle Rittenhouse had more intention to hurt somebody. Or, not more intention, but that's exactly the kind of shit that he be on. You know what I'm saying? Like, He's an evil motherfucker. That's my point. I'm saying that I think that Kyle Rittenhouse is evil as fuck. I think that he went where he was going with the intention on shooting somebody and killing him. But y'all didn't want to call him evil. I was like, oh, no, he went there to defend the neighborhood. Da, da, da. No, he's misguided. He's delusion. No, nigga, it's the same thing. It is the same fucking thing. And so that's the thing, right? Those two things are actually the same thing. Kyle Rittenhouse went there. Because of his extremist beliefs trying to defend his community and in the process end up shooting two people. Now, granted, I know that there's more nuance to that, and one of them would say whatever. He he did what he went there to do. And hell, if if if, if, if murder is a metric was more successful than Frank. And then my nigga Frank goes on the same shit. Disillusioned, extremist, protected his community. I mean, which is not like they're both just not. And maybe my issue was not with them calling Frank Frank evil. Frank James, I feel like I've been calling that man Frank Woods. And but anyway, but Frank James, they've been calling that motherfucker Frank, they've been calling him evil. He is evil, but you know, calling them crackers evil too. Shit, evil ass white boys, they evil too. Y'all be wanting to, uh, it says. I guess it's just frustrating. Sometimes the double standard can lead you to making statements that are stupid. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to justify this nigga being a motherfucking monster just because he didn't kill anybody. Because he would have, maybe, that's going to be part of conspiracy theories. They're going to be like, he didn't even kill anybody. How do you not? That was the part where I was like, I know we're going to get big conspiracy over this. Because he didn't kill anyone. And it doesn't make sense that nobody dies. You know what I'm saying? If it just really doesn't. Uh, I don't really have. Anything else. For this y'all. That's about all I have on. That, that issue or whatever. Um, this is the episode where. We do. The Temptation Island recap. I know a lot of y'all don't watch it. Don't give a fuck. Or I really don't know how many of y'all watch it or give a fuck. But uh just in case you know i like to get the little last minute shits in before that now just to make sure that y'all get all the news because i need y'all to do all the stuff i need you to leave reviews i need you to leave feedback on each episode anything that you think i, I just love it man it gave that little comment that my mom gave me gave me the whole episode for the, the whole not episode the whole premise for the real nigga story time which gave me it's just it just it's just a content creator. I'm not gonna cap. It's y'all it's almost assistance. It's like an assist. Y'all throw it up there and I'll dunk that shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Uh leave comments under each episode on Spotify or anchor anything you say on the you can shoot me a DM on the social media platforms if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star review with a comment. I'll read it on the podcast. Fucking subscribe for four ninety nine and we'll buy more player shit and have more videos and do, you know, more everything type shit. Um the Talking Sex With My Ex podcast, y'all, me and Dominique live in two different countries, and I swear I'm pushing so hard to get these episodes recorded, but it is so hard to get done. Um, I'm not losing out. I'm not missing. I'm not losing faith, though. Y'all that follow Neek on Twitter, hit her ass up and tell her how much you want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Give, give, give us, give us some motivation. Tap, tap, tap her on the shoulder and be like, hey, 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 we want that podcast. We want that content, you know? Uh, it's not for lack of giving a fuck or effort. It's just, you know, time is of the essence. It's hard when you get grown finding that much time to do something with somebody else. But we pushing towards that still for sure. Um, I can't think of no other news for the podcast right now, y'all. Um, so we gonna take one more break and then we gonna come back with our weekly recap of Temptation Island. <laughs> Okay, y'all. So last week I was talking about how garbage temptation I have been this season. And I'm still of the belief that this is absolutely one of the lesser seasons. It's not the best season, but it's it's picking up a little bit finally. I suppose. Um I didn't take any notes down for these episodes and I watched it last night and I'm just now doing the recap because honestly y'all I wasn't excited about watching this week's episode. I told y'all that I was kind of bored with the whole thing and it just wasn't moving fast enough and I just wasn't fucking with it. It was just whack. Um this week though, we got a little bit more a little bit more information, a little bit more is going down, a little more character development. I'm kind of, okay, uh, it's, it's kind of fucking with me a little bit more. So, like, okay, we start with Ashley and LaSalle. So, LaSalle has the the little falling out with the two girls. I can't even remember their names because they're so irrelevant. And I feel like if you watch the show, they're clearly so irrelevant and they just want somebody to give a fuck about them. But nobody does because, honestly, and this is the driving factor as to why this season is so trash, the men on this season are kind of whack. The men on this season is, like, not nah, really. And, and I guess this is also some Russell Wilson, they corny type shit. They're whack because they not doing none of the raggedy shit that the niggas from last season was really doing. So it's almost boring to watch because it ain't really no excitement within the house. So I feel like the girls feel that, and they're bored, and they feel like they not getting enough play from from different people. So they on LaSalle's head about Trace. Oh, she's the only one you've been fucking with he's like well she's the only one I'm interested in and they're like well I don't think that that's how you should do this experience and we feel like you let us on in the beginning and he's like well my bad I feel like I've been clear for a good little while now and it gets to the point to where he's like literally in the house saying I've said it enough times like announcing to the whole house so he announces to the house like I'm only here for Trace I'm like, my nigga is sick, only to wake up the next morning for them two girls to sit at the table with him and be like, so, we think, bruh, my nigga was so fucking irritated. Um, and I think that that's why when the elimination came, uh, it went the way, they knew it was going the way it did, but, um... Then we got Ashley. Ashley and her little white boy, whose name I cannot never remember, she's kind of coming to the conclusion that her and LaSalle's never really developed the emotional bond that they should have and that, you know, it was never there. And she's telling him how she appreciates the little gestures that she's doing, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I just don't think she attracted the white men it's a lot less black women who are attracted to white men than it is black men who are attracted to white women. And that's just how it is. I'm not saying that as a value judgment That's the one is better than the other or one is right. I'm just saying that it's something I feel like is true. There are black men, women who like white men. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And I could be wrong about Ashley. I just don't think I am. I think that is her biggest reason why she can't get over the hump, should you say? Because I don't think she's attracted to any of the black men in the house in that way, like on maybe the deeper level she wants. And she's not physically attracted to the white boy. So it's kind of like, I guess I'll just talk about my feelings while I'm here. That's kind of what I feel like is going to happen with Ashley for this whole time. And she still really wants LaSalle's. I feel like even though LaSalle's, I feel like he's kind of ready to move on to a degree. I'm not, I'm not sure, but that's kind of how I feel. But he, the girl said that he was codependent. And they do have a point. It is almost like he doesn't know how to operate as a as a unit, as a single man. So maybe he's all up on Trace because Trace is all that's there. I'm not really sure how that's going to op- fall out long term or how it's going to end up long term. Um. So then you get um, Ash and Hanya. So, Hanya discloses to the house that he he cheated on Ash while they was together. Which is crazy because I know my prediction for Hanya being household on the male side kind of looks like it's going to be wrong, but now it doesn't. It's like there was really no household. To me, at this point, if you just now fucking, you wasn't really the household. Like, it was a whole different thing. There's been, if you've seen the previous seasons of Temptation Island, you know what it is on that front where that shit kinda, you know, it'd be somebody really busting it wide open, it wasn't that this season we didn't get that, so Hanya tells all the girls that he's cheated before and um the shit with Ash doesn't happen until after the bonfire Ash shit don't happen until after the bonfire I'm trying to kinda keep it pre-bonfire what happened what did people hear, you know, whatever whatever um, or no, I I got that fucked up. The bonfires at the end—that was pre-elimination, is what I meant. Um, because Ash's shit is really driven by the elimination, so I guess we could just stop kind of in the middle of talking about everybody and talk about the elimination. So I think it's dope how they changed up the eliminations, where the the couples, the 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 the, the ones who are partnered don't get to choose, the singles get to choose who gets eliminated now, and. It was some hating going on in that man house. Motherfuckers is like, they see what we see. Ash is the only one in here who might throw some ass. And she all up on Taylor. Can't nobody else get a chance. Taylor got to get up out of here. They was literally trying to get Taylor the fuck up out of there. Voted my nigga off. Nigga, that shit worked, worked against them that Mark gave him the opportunity to save somebody. They seen how Ash was breaking down, crying, because she was about to lose her nigga, all that shit. If I'm Hanya, I'm so pissed off at the elimination, bro, because she might still not have given that nigga no pussy if it wasn't for that elimination shit. But when he almost had to leave, and then she got that nigga back, oh, yeah. We already knew what it was. We already knew that night. We wasn't about to miss. We already knew she was she was dropping draws. That, was, that shit was done for it that shit was a done dilly then you got uh fucking Tommy and uh and Jillian. so so we looking at Jillian and Edgar now oh wait 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 actually let me reverse after Ash Les Taylor fuck, the next day when they laid up in the bed, my mom sent me a picture of this. And it's crazy that I knew I was the only one who seen this shit. Did y'all see how fucking dirty the bottom of her feet were? Oh, my God. Uh, black toes. That girl feet was black as fuck. Dirty foot ass nigga. The fuck? No. Out of pocket. Out of pocket. Foul on the play. Red, yellow, red card anyway um moving on to Jillian and Edgar I've been saying Edgar was gonna be the nigga crying on the island but I thought he was gonna be crying because Jillian was out here really just fucking and she was not for the majority of the time that she was there we don't even know for sure if she let Tommy fuck now like it seemed like maybe but maybe not I'm not sure did, did Tommy did Tommy smash Jillian or no. What do y'all think? Y'all gotta let me know about that. I'm not I'm not sure that Tommy smashed Jillian. And then, to go back to Hanya, I'm not sure that Hanya smashed that girl either. Like, he might have, but the thing about the producers of Temptation Island, did you notice how intimate we got with Taylor and Ash? Because they was fucking. And the producers is gonna make sure some people in there is fucking, you know. That's all I'm saying. So I don't think nobody else actually was in there fucking. But Edgar crying and shit, Jillian ain't even done shit yet. He crying the whole time. Now he crying because of how much he fucked with the girl, Melissa, like, or Marissa. Bro, like, tuck your skirt, nigga. Like, why is you so emotional all the time, bro? That's why Jillian don't fuck with you like that. Because you're a crybaby ass nigga. It's just, damn, nigga. And Jillian and Tommy... That shit take the natural progression. I, mean, I already knew that they was going to get slightly more physical and all that other stuff. She's going to be like, you know, stay in the bed. I think maybe she did let that nigga fuck. Maybe she did. And I'm just kind of not remembering it right. I feel like she might have let that nigga cut. Because I, when they got back in the bed, I remember she had switched up the outfit. And she had some, I'm about to give you some draws, you know what I'm saying, clothes on. So if she didn't let that nigga Tommy hit, he definitely hit next episode. Y'all let, let me know. And then Iris and Luke. They ain't really shit cracking with either one of them. I feel like they just learning. Luke feels like he's growing as far as not being jealous whenever he sees her having fun. And she feels confident that she's able to have fun and still respect her relationship. And on some weird shit, they are not the couple that I thought was going to make it. But now I actually think that Luke and Iris probably have the best chance of leaving together. Because when you watch Temptation Island, there's always one couple who actually makes temptation island like they seem like they may have a point like maybe all this bullshit they put in these couples through could really help somebody come to some kind of realization about themselves because it does appear that both luke and iris are taking the time to think more about what they could do better or be better at and they're not really moving in a way that dictates or insinuates that they don't want to be together anymore so even when Iris started to feel strongly about somebody, she immediately backed off of that. Like, no, nah, that's not really what I'm here for. So, maybe Luke and Iris are the ones who really make it. Um, talking about the bonfires, I thought that it was crazy that Lascelles was crying because of what um, Edgar had to watch. Like, that was crazy that Edgar's shit made LaSalle's cry. Because while his girl is talking about how he don't ever show emotion. And anyway, Edgar's done. He's, you know, he's putty, crying and shit. I really can't remember exactly what they showed him on his bonfire. Probably her getting in the bed with Tommy. Gotta be, right? I really can't remember, y'all. This is why I usually do the recaps the same night. Because my memory, man. Um, they show Hanya that ultimate boy. That bitch said, "I need it. I I need more. No, not I need more. No, relax, bro, relax." Hanya took that shit kind of like a G, though, because I ain't gonna lie, I would have been Cuba Gooding Jr. on Boys in the Hood, nigga. <laughs> crying and pushing and shit. Nigga, the fuck? He not? He didn't just? He didn't just watch his girl fuck somebody else. He watched his girl fuck somebody else. She was giving that nigga some... I needed some... Boy, she was putting it on that nigga Taylor. Taylor gonna remember that. She... Anyway. Uh, What did they show Luke? They showed Luke Iris having fun. And Luke was like, I'm not jealous. Which was like the growth in Luke that niggas was talking about. I think that that was actually kind of dope to see. He was my least favorite. I thought he was gonna be the house douchebag. He still seems kind of douchey to me, but... Like, good guy douchey. So maybe he's okay. Um, For the girls, they show Ash, Hanya, talking about how he's cheating on her. And she talks about how she already knew that. And how she's glad that she just doesn't feel gaslit anymore. I feel like she's very much over Hanya. The fact that he's all remorseful, it doesn't even seem to faze her. Like, she don't even give a fuck. She's, well, whatever, nigga, you shouldn't have did the shit really is the vibe that she's giving. Um, then they show Ashley a uh, video of LaSalle's, um, you know, standing up for Trace type shit or whatever. She's, I don't remember how Ashley reacted, honestly. I feel like she was all like, feeling like she need to focus more on herself or something. I don't remember. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all will have to, forgive me because i was kind of tired last night when i was watching so i forgot what happened with ashley and honestly like once ashley start fucking that nigga taylor i was like whoa this is what the show is about this is what we're here for fellas <laughs> this is what we here for we here for the magic this is this is i was here to see somebody fuck it off i, was, I, I like the ratchet shit i'm not here for this peace and Becoming a better person. That's not why I watch Temptation Island. I watch Santation Island and watch people do ratchet shit. So, I was very happy to see all of that. And, uh, oh, they showed Jilly in that video with Edgar crying. Basically talking about, I don't understand why you led me on. If you don't want me, just leave me the fuck alone. I ain't gonna lie. Edgar is a crybaby ass nigga. But, boy, did I kind of feel him on that. Like, if you don't actually want me, then just get the fuck. Like, motherfuckers do want me. I'm not some undesirable ass motherfucker who will never find love you're wasting my time and space right now get the fuck on you feel what i'm saying and she's sitting up there like i kind of feel guilty because blah 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 because he's right that's why you feel guilty because you know he's right so you know that's it for the temptation island recap this week y'all next week i'll do it right after i watch the episode like i normally do and i'll take notes or whatever because i had given up on the season i'm not gonna lie but i'm back I'm back now and now I know there's going to be some lies told and shit like that and the reunion's going to crack. I feel like the this is about to pick up. I feel like it's about to pick up, y'all. So I'm back in it. Uh thank y'all for tuning in this long for the podcast, always for showing love. I love y'all uh man tap in leave leave your fucking comments under the episodes fucking dm the social medias hit me up on the walls on the social medias whatever you want to do i look forward to hearing from y'all motherfuckers bonus episode this weekend if you ain't got that bitch it's because you ain't subscribed for the 4.99 come give me a little bit of your money and you can get more of this content anyway i fuck with y'all I'll see y'all next week as always it's all love <laughs> Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire. My mic, Jay. Laying in and rocking, feel it yourself. It's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga. Trying to see. Billion. Mm, my gift to honest, Escape trials and tribulations. Fighting your honor. Shark in the water. Grabbing for paper like out Nirvana. Code cool, of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh homie fuck your greasy granny them he been slapping shit so long they gotta come and grammy him he so fly he walk on stars solar systems carry him bank account status when they marry him billion uh make sure you say it two times dre dre nigga make sure you say it two times (laughs) trying to see the salad with the croutons laying the foes down like futons for the billion yeah man you're not tuning in fuck this shit podcast (laughs)